1: listening to Utah's morning news with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning KSL News Time 7:30.
0: KSL's top story this hour. Got a little
1: bit more snow falling this morning but a break is in sight.
0: KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details Adam.
1: Amanda, I made out my way up to Layton, and the snow is starting to break out here. I'm even seeing uh, some clear skies under these broken clouds, but there is still a massive headache for drivers coming in from we were in Davis County. As you make your way up through Davis County northbound, you hit about Farmington, and that's where you really started to see the snow come down, and then especially in Kaysville, creating a wall of cars going back to where I'm at, at least to Antelope Drive, if not further. So, again, the Traffic Center has been very on point with saying definitely Plan ahead on your drive if you're going southbound into Salt Lake City this morning. The good news is, though, that the snow is going to continue to taper off through the morning. Uh, I spoke with uh, uh, Nicole DeSmet, a National Weather Service meteorologist, this morning, who says that the snow will taper off and that it will uh, be broken until about late tonight. We get another round of a couple of three inches of snow on the Wasatch Front before we get a little bit more of a break this weekend. Reporting live from Leighton Adams, Small KSL News Radio. UDOT says it's already gone over budget for snow plowing this winter. UDOT budgets $24.1 million for its annual snow removal budget, but uh, so far it has spent $25.8 million and the winter is far from over. The agency spokesperson tells KSL TV they'll move some money over from their maintenance budget to make up the difference.
0: Eye on the Hill, 2023. We are in the final week of the state's legislative session, and several bills to require clergy report child abuse will not be heard. Senate leaders are now explaining why. KS on News Radio's Lindsey Everts begins our legislative team coverage. Senate President Stuart Adams says everyone wants to stop abuse, but believes mandatory reporting forces clergy to either violate freedom of religion or be punished. I don't
1: think I want to put a clergy in a spot where they have to be excommunicated or thrown in jail. And those are the options, and I don't think that's right.
0: Adam says he and Majority Leader Ann Milner met with broad-based religious groups, though didn't specify which ones. Milner argues reporting goes down when abusers can't go to clergy anonymously. Groups have accused the legislature of protecting perpetrators. If they really believe in repentance or re- believe in trying to make
1: themselves better, they'll go to the authorities. And that's the ultimate goal, is to get get those get it
0: stopped and get to authorities. Lindsay Ertz, KSL Radio.
1: Landowners could be allowed to create their own special districts to finance projects.
0: It's part of a proposed bill in the Utah legislature aimed at helping developers trim down costs. The Deseret News reports supporters say the bill would help drive down the cost of housing for everyone, but opponents say the move would set up a political subdivision in the hands of someone who is not an elected official and give them the power to tax. The bill passed through committee and will head to the full Senate for a vote. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. Three years—that's how long a new bill would require some nonviolent offenders to wait before they can own a gun again. Representative Phil Lyman is proposing the bill.
1: I look at it very much as a civil liberties bill to give people back their gun mm-hmm. rights who really have shown no indication that they have, a, you know, a violent past or record.
0: A House committee approved a substituted version of the bill which specified that felons and those convicted of domestic violence or another violence offense would not be eligible to have gun access reinstated through the measure.
1: Some people who use Medicaid for health care coverage will need to re-qualify as pandemic policies wind down. We get the details from KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson.
0: With the onset of COVID-19, the federal government forbade states from removing people from Medicaid. This year, however, states can now check eligibility. Jennifer Strohecker, the state Medicaid director, says if you end up losing coverage, they can help you receive aid through other programs.
1: Eligibility reviews begin next month.
0: First look, traffic takes us back to you, Andy.
1: Amanda, still the roughest traffic is going to be traveling on I-15 between uh, Clearfield and Kaysville from the snow. It does look like the snow's actually tapered off, but uh, what it's left behind is a lot of delay. Same thing on Highway 89 and almost that exact same stretch. Uh, for those of you in Utah County, we got a little bit of slushy conditions reducing your speeds in American Fork and Linden. And uh, finally, uh, or actually I shouldn't say finally, but it's getting pretty rough along uh, Canyon Boulevard and uh, 5300 West trying to get up towards uh, SR-92. These are areas that don't usually slow down like this this hour. I'm Andy Farnsworth from the KSL Traffic Center. Time for KSL's top national stories this hour. The Transportation Department issuing a deadline now to the nation's railroads. Secretary Pete Buttigieg asking rail companies to join the Close Call Reporting System, a voluntary program that lets rails and their workers confidentially report unsafe events, hazards, and close calls that could lead to a derailment. So far, not one major rail company has done that. DOT wants answers from them by Friday. ABC's Andy Field reporting there from Washington.
0: A South Carolina jury is one step closer to deciding the fate of Alex Murdoch the disgraced former attorney accused of killing his wife and son.
1: Defense rests, Your Honor. The defense resting its case after calling two crime scene experts to testify about the possibility that there were two shooters. One expert claiming there would have been no time for a single shooter to kill Murdoch's son, Paul, then grab the second weapon and kill Maggie Murdoch because he says blowback from the first shotgun blast would have slowed him down. But prosecutors point out that expert never wrote up a report on
0: his findings or sources. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com